Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now is Joey Dumont. Joey, congratulations on the new book. Uh, the book's title is Joey Somebody, The Life and Times of a Recovering Douchebag. Uh, you also, <laughs> Joey, you've done a lot of work uh, in, in working with brands in encouraging honesty. How about that, yes. right? Yes. Novel concept. Yeah. So, and and uh, you're a partner with uh, an agency, True30, on the web at True. 30.com. So Joey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So where are we in the marketplace in terms of, uh, you know, communicating with audiences and customers? Uh, It's not like the old days, right? Where you could pretty much just say anything and like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. They, they, we called that back in the agency world is that those were your waterfall stories. So you come up with a theme as a creative idea and then everything trickles down and then you measure it and you figure out, <laughs> oh, that didn't work. And today, obviously, you want to go out and measure first like a carpenter and then cut, right? So I think within the marketplace, I think we talked briefly before we jumped on the call, but I was executive producer of a, of a documentary called The Naked Brand. And in mm. that, we actually started interviewing iconic CEOs throughout the world, uh, people like Tony Shea, Kevin Plank from Under Armour, Yvonne Chouinard from Patagonia. And really what we gleaned from this research, both quantitative and qualitative, is that because of social technology today, brands need to be much more responsible about their story. They need to be much more honest, much more transparent, and much more real with their audience. Because of the supercomputers we have in our pockets and our purses today, we can call them on their bullshit. And so we need to make sure as a brand that we're actually leading with yeah. honesty. And the difference between honesty and truth, obviously, is this, is that sometimes you're wrong, but if you honestly believe what you're doing, your customer will forgive you. I think that's a big differentiation there. And the one thing that Yvonne Chouinard did, which I thought was really, it was amazing, specifically in 2007, was he launched something called the Footprint Chronicles at Patagonia. And that's where you could actually, like that shirt you have on, Josh, if we wanted to look at that SKU number in the back, Mm-hmm. You could look through that in the Footprint Chronicles, tell you where that shirt was manufactured, where they actually got the material, where they sewed it up. And then when they shipped mm-hmm. it over the pond, what that did to the carbon footprint. Wow. And another powerful example was that if you had a Patagonia jacket you use for skiing, they would say, this particular jacket, we used these chemicals to treat your jacket for waterproofing. And they're deleterious to planet Earth. So we're working on it. And by the way, if any of you guys have any solutions or know of a chemical that is less harmful to the planet, please let us know. And that level of communication to their audience and that level of transparency and honesty has paid off because when they started the campaign, they were about $400 million in revenue. And the numbers, this is pre-COVID, they were almost tickling a billion in 2019. So the, Mm. the honesty is working for Patagonia. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, I was looking at some of the reviews for um, for the Naked Brand, and uh, someone had said, uh, you know, this. It said traditional advertising is 
finished pretty much sums up the future of the advertising industry. Uh, does that sound about right? <laughs> well, that was Yvonne Chouinard's actual quote. He said, wow. I think traditional advertising is finished. He said, you young guys, which I'm not called young very often anymore. He said, <laughs> you, young, you young guys need to tell truthful stories about truthful brands. Mm. And those brands need to be good instead of telling people they are good. Yeah. And, you know, he, he leads by example. He's one of my heroes in the business world for that reason. He just genuinely cares about the planet. And he has always said that he started Patagonia so that he'd have a platform to talk about sustainability. It was almost the opposite of why most people start a company. Yeah, no kidding. Um, you know, I, I listen for 14, 15 years now with my other company, Savings Angel, you know, I've studied and led consumer behavior and, you know, encouraging all along, like from the very beginning, hey, before you make that purchase, here's how to do your due diligence. Here's how to check out and leverage all those tools. And it's only gotten easier and easier and easier to the point now, Joey, where like, it's like, it doesn't matter what you say on your website. I mean, yeah, it might be helpful, but I'm not going to buy anything. Like whether it's a $20 a month SaaS product or whatever it is, I'm going to go see what other people have to say. That's really all I care about. People like me, user-generated content. Is there any buzz? Are there any walkthroughs? Are there any demos? Um, I'm going to watch that with my BS detector too, because, you know, is this just some influencers just trying to shill it with their affiliate code or something like that? Like, yeah. this is everybody. This is what everybody does. Um, and we're trying to figure out, is this legit or not? I agree. And I actually think, post-COVID, which I think we're kind of getting to the post phase, right? Is yep. that brands need to be even more aware of how they're interacting with their customer. I think that people are more sensitive today. I think there's a lot of words being thrown around about empathetic marketing today. And what does that mean? And it actually harkens back to what we were talking about in the film, <clears throat> which is just being transparent, being authentic to who you are as a brand, being honest, and then being personal. And that's where the that's where a lot of the reviews come in nature is that if you do go to a site and we all do this, whether it's if we're going to book travel, if we're going to buy a big product, you know, a lot of people bought gyms over the last year. And so when I was buying equipment for my home, same thing stood true. You know, I bought Peloton and then I bought some weights. And, and each time I went through these product purchases, it was a very deep dive into the reviews. What were they like? How was the customer service? And if those things were not good, then I was not going to buy that product anymore. And I think that that is even more paramount today for success for brands than it was even 18 months ago. Yeah, for sure. Um, what is the role of social media in all of this? Well, I, you know, there's a couple of schools of thought on, on the influencers, because to your point, if you're being rewarded for something, then there's a little bit of conflict, if you will. So I think that there's, for me personally, as an older ad guy who spent 20 years in the advertising business, I think that influencers can be looked at, but the real, the real stuff for me is actual unabated reviews. People that just went there because they love the product, the actual true um, authentic user, someone who digs it, whether it's a car, whether it's a bike, whether it's weights, whatever the per product that you're going to purchase is, I think it has a lot to do with the real people out there on social media versus the yeah. influencers. And you can tell the influencers when you see their, when you can see their posts and you see how they look and act and, and they're perfect, right? There's, they're absolutely perfect. Yes. Right. You, you can see that. And for me, that's a turnoff, but 
I, you know, I'm also 54. So when you look at younger kids, they may be influenced by that, right? The Kardashians mm-hmm. as an example, they can sell product. And so it just depends on what we talk about as far as social, because social is such a big umbrella. Yeah. Well, and, and so speaking of influencer marketing, which absolutely works, but there's yeah. been co- quite an evolution on that as well. You know, five years ago was the Wild West. And I think influencers could pretty much just charge what they want. Brands are more sophisticated. Consumers are more sophisticated. You know, it's like, okay, we know when that pitch is coming or we like, we know when it, when it's an ad. So, um, you know, effect great influencers know, and I, I lo- I'd love your take on this, right? Because, you know, as you know, we've got an audience, I'm not huge or anything like that, but, you know, I have, um, I have to have integrity with my audience. And if, if, if I don't have integrity in what I'm talking about, there's no fooling anybody, right? They, they will know if I'm just doing it for the money. So I'm not going to do it just for the money, man. Because it's like, if I feel like if I do that and it's out of alignment, I feel like I would be dead with my audience if I did that. Yeah. Well, if you look at someone like Shaquille O'Neal, as an example, the reason that I would follow him is because he has a lot of personal investment in anything he endorses. So Mm. sometimes he'll even invest in it. Other times he has to believe in the product. And that Mm. was something we interviewed him in the documentary about that. And he said that when he got into the NBA, a lot of different people were trying to recreate his image. Mm. And what he said is, you can't recreate my image. I am what I am. He's like Popeye that way, right? And so the neat thing about what, what I learned from Shaquille and, and followed him through his career is that when he does endorse something, he means it. And so yeah. if, he, if he does back your product, I think Ring was one of the new recent ones where it's the doorbell camera and he invested early in that. And then he was actually part of the advertising campaign where he went on with the founder and that company exploded based on his celebrity endorsement. But it wasn't yeah. just because he was a celebrity. It was because when you look actually go online and, and analyze what Shaquille O'Neal is doing and what that company is doing. He believes in it, in his heart. It's real. It's honest. It's authentic. And that's, to me, I think that's why it worked. Yeah. No, you know, and Shaq, you know what you're getting, right? You know, he's going to be pitching, you know, whatever he is in the commercial, but it's like, whatever, man, it's Shaq. Like, it's like, you know, there's, there's a, there's a self-awareness to, to, to how he does what he does. Right. So he's not, He's not, he's, you know what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Like, and yeah. it's authentic the way that exactly. he. Exactly. Um, but I've, I've seen, I've seen some bad stuff and it's not effective. It doesn't work. So if you're a brand and you want to go that way, you know, if you want to go the round, the, the route of working with influencers, man, I'd vet, 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 and vet some more. Um, Cause not only is it potentially a waste of money, it could also be very damaging to the brand. Um, if you're caught being inauthentic or it's just something's wrong, right? So the, the, like, we all know what it's like to watch a TV show and you're like, hmm, I don't like that person. What is it? I don't know. There's just right. something like, there's like, we may not be able to describe what it is, but you know, we, we know what it is when we feel it. There's a sixth sense. And I actually think that that sense has grown over the last 18 months. Yes. Because, you know, if you look at our culture as a whole, and this isn't a political statement, but our body politic is a mess, right? So we're being lied to a lot. There's a lot of misrepresentation. There's a lot of disinformation. And that as a group is no longer tolerated by companies because sometimes mm-hmm. you feel a little bit helpless on the political front because you can, you know, vote once or twice a year, depending on your 
um, elections in your local. But with a brand, if someone offends you or misrepresents their product or service, you can vote with your dollars. And there's a really big difference there. And I think today people are just, they're less tolerant of bullshit. And I think that that's a cool thing, both for consumers as well as brands, because it, it kind of tightens up the storytelling and not that fictional storytelling needs to go away, but I think that there needs to be a lot more personal weaving of a narrative specific to a brand. If you're trying to sell a shirt and you're doing so because you started the company with sustainable underpinnings. So you're Mm -hmm. doing something socially, economically, or environmentally friendly, and you want to tell that story, you need to make sure you did your homework. And you need to make sure that if you say, hey, this is where our supply chain is. This is where we actually gather our garment. This is where we sew it up. This is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. You better be spot on, right? And and if someone then calls you out on it and say, hey, by the way, I noticed that you do this and this. And you say, yes, we do, right? We worked with a company last year. I don't disclose them, but it was a big, um, it's a, it's a big, well, what I guess it's an infrastructure company. So they are actually handling a data warehousing. And I don't want to give their name, but when we actually started to do homework on them, we asked them, so to cool your data centers, we noticed that you guys used a billion gallons of fresh water. Ooh, yeah. And they're like, wow. And then we started doing some more homework and we're like, hey guys, um, data centers are going to take over the number three spot on environmental polluters. And so what are you guys doing on that? Right. And this is a multinational corporation. So they said, well, we haven't really discussed it yet. And so we met with their director of environmental and we said, you know, what are you guys going to do on this story? Mm. And they're like, well, why are you unearthing this? And that's part of the journalistic practice. Yeah. Of right. <laughs> is it, well, and we would tell them that when they hire us, we're saying, Hey guys, we're not, we're not here to out you. We are not so- social justice. <laughs> we're not here to say these guys suck and they're doing bad things to the planet. What we're saying is, what are you doing to mitigate this? What is the R&D? What does it look like five years from now? You know, if you look at Microsoft, they're burying some of their data centers in the ocean because it helps with the heat, right? And so there's other, there's other really cool technologies that are being applied to this. But what we told not only the director of environmental practices, we told the COO, the CEO, and the CMO, you guys got to get in front of this. Because if someone does come up and notices that, hey, they put a story out on a social justice platform. Now you're in defensive mode, right? As a mm. brand. And now you have to hire, you know, a big agency yeah. and someone like Edelman and you get into the crisis control side of the world and like, Hey, we didn't blah, blah, blah. And you're like, no, just be transparent. Just say, totally. hey, look, we represent some of the biggest countries, companies in the world. We have our data centers positioned in these places for a reason. And we are working diligently on coming up with solutions to mitigate the amount of fresh water we're using to cool our centers. And that is the the approach that I think is just, it can be templatized and put into any industry. Totally. People are totally cool with that. You say, you know what? We took a look at this and we see there's an opportunity for us to improve. Now it's going to take us a little while in order to do this, but we have a three to five year goal. Like people are like, that's, that's awesome. Like that is such a huge positive. Totally cool with that. And most consumers I've read and I can't cite the source, so I have to be careful, but 80 to 90% of consumers are okay with people admitting culpability as long Mm -hmm. as they admit it and they're working on it. Yes. It's it's the bullshit. It's the transparent. It's the opaqueness of a marketing or a 
story within a brand that really drives people nuts. So I, I think that the learning, uh, specifically over the last 15 years of my career, mm-hmm. starting with this documentary and, and even the recent case that I just mentioned is that customers are totally cool when you're doing something that they don't agree with, as long as you admit it. And then you know, you say, Hey, and we're working on it. And to go back to Yvonne Chouinard's issue, if you don't use chemicals to treat the jacket for waterproofing and I'm skiing and I get wet and cold, mm-hmm. I'm not buying their jacket. And that's actually the problem, right? So what he's saying is that we just don't have a solution for that yet. And no one's mad at them because of that. If someone came out and said, hey, you're Patagonia and you're supposed to be this example of how to be sustainable. Look what you're doing with these chemicals. And because they didn't come out with it first, then it hurts the brand as opposed to being a positive for the brand. So, you know, it goes back to that old question and how you started out the podcast. Truth, honesty, it works. Let's let's do it. Joey Dumont, thank you so much for this. Uh, your new book, which we didn't even talk about. We don't need to talk I about. am a great interviewer. Uh, Joey Somebody, and that's on Amazon right now. I also got to find the naked brand. I really want to see this. I didn't it's see it. It's on YouTube. Check it out oh, on YouTube. Really? Please. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah excellent. We, put it, we put it up on there free because it, we just think people should be watching it. Oh, man. So go go, uh, go search on YouTube for the Naked Brand documentary uh, and it'll pop up there. Uh, and of course, um, you, you're a partner as well at uh, True30, T-R-U-E, 30 dot com. Uh, Joey, this is awesome, man. I mean, I love geeking out on this stuff with you. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And anything else that, 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 that folks ought to know? I, I mean, it's the book is the same thing. And the reason I wrote the book is because it's just about being honest. I think the honesty needs to be the new buzzword yeah. <laughs> for moving forward because it doesn't mean you're necessarily correct. It means Everything I believe today, all the homework I've done to this date has led me to this decision. And this is what I believe. It doesn't mean you can't change your mind and it doesn't mean you can't be forthright or have a mea culpa if you were wrong. I think that that's really the key to both brand communication and internal communication to yourself. Be gentle. Yeah. You also have a podcast, Laugh Your Cry Out. Yes. I do. Yeah, fantastic. So uh, wherever you're listening to this right now, just go ahead and search Laugh Your Cry Out with Joey Dumont. Joey, thanks again for joining us, man. This has been great. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? 
tomorrow. That's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.